Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D, your podcast host. I am the author of MBA Insider, as well as the founder of MBA Schooled. And today, we're going to talk about product management. And this is a popular discipline for MBA students, both current students and aspiring applicants who are thinking about transitioning careers. And I can't think of a better person to come and talk about this topic other than my guest today, Louis Lin. Lewis is the CEO of Impact Interview, which is an interview coaching firm. Um, if you go to business school, you probably know Lewis because your tech club or your product management club probably partners with him. Um, but what you may not know is that he's also a, uh, a MBA grad himself of Kell the Kellogg School of Management. And today we're going to talk about all things product management for MBA students. So Lewis, first off, thank you so much for joining me today. This is a really big topic, really important topic. I know one that you've probably spent a little bit of time thinking about. And before we dive into it, maybe could you start with giving us a little bit of your background? Sure, I'd be happy to. And once again, Al, thank you so much for having me uh, on your podcast today. It's an absolute honor. A little bit about myself. Uh, yes, I remember sitting where you guys were uh, many, many years ago when I got my MBA from the Kellogg School of Management. And uh, since then, I had a 10, 15 year in, uh, stint in corporate America, places like uh, Google and Microsoft when I was at these places. Um, I was the director of product management um, when, when I left, uh, specifically for uh, Bing's search engine. So anytime somebody, let's say, typed in the query, buy flowers into the Bing search engine, uh, my team of eight direct reports uh, we were responsible for figuring out what kind of ads to show you on the right-hand side. And then since then, um, I've uh, become a full-time entrepreneur. So it's been about the last 10 years since 2011. And I'm sure uh, folks who are listening, you guys have friends and family who are also entrepreneurs. And I'm no different in the sense that I get myself involved in way too many projects, um, but by far and away, the biggest project, the biggest emphasis over the last 10 years as an entrepreneur has been as a interview coach, helping MBA students like yourselves get those really coveted jobs, especially in product management for companies like Google, Facebook, and Amazon. Great. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your background. And I think that's great that you were able to be such part of such an impactful product in your time you know, Microsoft, but I would love to know how you decided or what led you to make the decision to go from being able to being a PM on some, some of these products that touch millions of people uh, to now being an entrepreneur. And, you know, certainly for those who don't know, Lewis is an author, he's a coach, he's a trainer, he's an advisor, he has books, he has courses. You know, how did you make that transition or why did you make that transition uh, to do all of these other things that you do? You know, it just sure dumb luck. <laughs> the, the story in terms of my uh, entrepreneurial journey or more specifically around interview coaching really started back in 2008. And those of you in the financial services industry, you guys probably remember 2008 as when uh, the big recession happened. And uh, where I'm at right now in Seattle, we were impacted by that uh, 2008 financial crisis in fact, the FDIC closed down one of our local banks. It was called Washington Mutual. And as part of closing down Washington Mutual, one of my friends was impacted by the layoffs. And uh, I was helping her get ready for her interviews. And she said, Lewis, you know what? Your tips are actually really, really good. 
You've been able to help me turn my experiences, my resume bullet points into these PR worthy sound bites. Maybe you should be an interview coach. And then I thought to myself, huh, maybe I should. And that's really when it all started all the way back in uh, 2008. And it's been an absolute blessing to be able to work with all these job seekers to uh, really demonstrate that their interview skills can improve. Uh, when they get the dream jobs, their faces absolutely light up. And uh, we don't just do one-on-one -on -one interview coaching. We've got a team of about 20 to 30 interview coaches now. But like Al said, uh, we also do half-day and full-day workshops with business schools across North America. And uh, yes, I've written quite a few books. I've lost count. I think maybe around eight or nine books around interview prep. Uh, maybe the most notable of those books is called The Code and Conquer. Uh, which has started to become the, the industry standard for product management interviews. That's a great background, and thank you for sharing that. I didn't realize that you had started out of the 2008 recession, but it makes a ton of sense. And I also think it's a great lesson, a career lesson about how sometimes opportunities can arise even in the most challenging of circumstances. So good on you mm -hmm. for, for looking and also in many ways being like a good product manager in terms of identifying or an insight and then being able to uh, uh, mock up something and then turn around a product into it. And in this case, the product was you and your, and your knowledge. So <laughs> Thank I, you. I think that's a, I think that's really great. So let's unpack a little bit about what MBA students need to know about product management. Now I know we could probably talk for hours upon hours about this and, and it's kind of what you do, but maybe just from a, uh, an introductory perspective, you know, what are some things that uh, current students should really know and think about if they are interested in a career in product management, either in terms of an internship or full-time opportunity? Yeah, you know, product management is one of the hottest things uh, right now. In fact, um, I think if you ask me like the last 10 years, I would say most MBA students back in the day probably thought uh, consulting, working for McKinsey, Bain, and BCG is the hot thing, but I think it's really changed in the last 18 months. And I guess we have um, both Wall Street to thank for it. Some of the, uh, when you think about the most valuable companies in the world, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Tesla, like they've gone through some meteoric rises, uh, number one. And then number two, um, you know, tech is just prevalent. Like we all spend a godless number of hours in front of our smartphones, scrolling through TikTok, Instagram, and people want to be able to make impact and change. It seems like most of the product impact and change these days is happening in the technology sector. And of course, not but uh, not least, but um, the compensation in the tech industry is so pretty darn good, which helps when you're making billions and billions and billions of dollars. When it comes to what MBAs need to know about product management, uh, I think there's a lot to be said in terms of you know, product management is perfect for people who are passionate about tech. Product management is perfect for folks who uh, are really passionate about product development, working with a big cross-functional team of not only engineers and designers, but also marketers and salespeople and PR and legal, et cetera. But I think maybe the number one reason why it's so coveted is that um, if you are a person who's passionate about tech and product, you know, there's no better role for anybody who's aspiring to maybe one day be CEO of either a public company or their own company than the product manager role. And I know this is a little bit controversial with um, other PM professionals. They don't like the, uh, the saying that PMs are considered the mini CEO 
of an organization, but I firmly believe that they kind of are. Um, when I think about some of the most legendary figures in the tech industry, and I'm thinking of people like uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, uh, Steve Jobs, whether or not they actually had the product manager title, they basically served in a product management type capacity. All three of them were super hands-on in terms of the product. All three of them were super hands-on in terms of the go-to-market, working out issues with engineers, with designers, with supply chain. Um, even when you think about CEO, uh, uh, Alphabet's CEO, Sundar Pichai, he himself started off as a frontline junior product manager graduating from Wharton with his MBA, and now he's got the top job. And so if you ever fancy yourself to become the CEO of a tech company, product management, just by virtue of these examples, it seems to be the best path to go. I've, I've heard the mini CEO term before, and what I like about you is that you've taken a stance on it. So I think that's, I think that's really great. I would be curious to know, based off of that, you know, what you said, you know, what do you think in particular uh, allows potentially an MBA graduate to be able to take on that opportunity, right? Like, you know, what about, what do MBAs have that potentially could make them, um, you know, a good candidate, you know, for being a product manager who eventually could become a quote unquote mini CEO or a real CEO for that matter? And, it, you know, to answer your question now, it just comes to, you know, the great training that you get in business school. You know, business school gives you a very broad-based skill set, um, a very, I guess, liberal business education, if you will. You're not just a specialist when it comes to um, innovation. You're not just a specialist when it comes to finance or accounting or marketing and sales. Most business schools create these really well-rounded candidates where they have uh, functional you know, expertise in business across a variety of different domains. And the product manager role really demands it. They demand people who have broad-based knowledge, who can, um, is willing to get into the details uh, across a number of different disciplines, but while kind of keeping an eye on everything. And there's very few other functions um, outside of product management that de demands that kind of like generalist type perspective. And so, um, that just kind of comes down to it, uh, whether it's a product manager or CEO, you know, you have to be willing to go deep on any given issue. You can't just say like, Oh yeah, I'm a marketing person. So don't bother me with operations details or, Oh, uh, I'm a salesperson. Don't talk to me about product. Uh, that's unacceptable for somebody who's, who's meant to be a responsible leader. I think those are all really great points. And I also think that speaks to the point you made about, the cross-functional nature of the product management role in terms of not only do you get to work with all of those uh, functions and, and roles that you mentioned in terms of marketing, PR, legal, finance, et cetera, but you also as a product manager need the ability to zoom in and zoom out in the sense that, you know, if you are talking to a, a marketing stakeholder, you need to kind of have that empathy to understand what they're trying to optimize for or the person in legal or the person in finance or, or whomever it is. And I think your ability to do that often comes from your actual ability to understand all of those different functions, many of which you do get exposure to in an MBA education. So that would be my kind of take and my spin on in terms of uh, elevating or why an MBA could elevate someone to be able to take on um, that product management role. And Al, just to build on top of that, because you brought some really good points, 
you know, at the end of the day, um, it doesn't matter if it's product management, CEO, it's leadership. And in order for people, for you to lead and for people to follow, they want to follow somebody who knows what they're talking about. And that's what makes MBAs great candidates for these roles is because um, they've got domain expertise in all these different areas. And so the, you know, PhD from UC Berkeley in computer science or that, uh, you know, CMO who has you know, the you know, marketing degree from, um, you know, let's say like Northwestern's Medill School of Journalism, they're willing to listen to that leader uh, because they know what they're talking about. Well, great. Uh, this is uh, this is a great great discussion about the product management as a discipline, particularly for MBA students. Um, let's let's talk about the world that you know especially well, and that is the uh, product management interview process. Um, so maybe let's start with uh, MBA internship recruiting. Um, what are some of the highlights here with respect to the product management interview process for some of the for MBA interns? And what I'd love for you to maybe just uh, talk about is just maybe what it looks like and then some things to really think about if you are one of those first year students who is really interested um, in the product management internship, you know, what, what should they be keeping in mind and, and what should they be aware of? That is a great question. Um, you know, if it's okay with you, I'm going to just talk about the interview process for PM in general, and this sure. kind of applies yeah. to both internships yeah. and full-time. And then I'll try to draw out some of the nuances for, for internships versus full-time. And so um, big picture-wise, it doesn't matter if you're a first year or second year across the board internship or full-time. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is like, you know what? The, the PM interview is hard. <laughs> it is so hard. Um, and the reason uh, that is, is, and this is what candidates have told me, they've said, Lewis, um, it, it kind of sucks to prepare for a product manager interview because the same exact questions that Google is asking a software engineer, they're asking me at the PM interview. The same exact questions that Facebook is asking their data scientist candidates, they're asking me. At Amazon, the same exact question that they're asking their internal corp strat candidates, finance candidates, marketing candidates, they're asking me for this product manager interview. It's as if I'm preparing for like seven or eight different roles, all to just get at best one single product manager offer. And you know that's why I'm on the coaching side of things. I wouldn't wanna swap places with any product manager interview candidate because getting ready for that interview is just such a bear because it does test you in so many different disciplines. I guess that's the price of leadership. They wanna make sure that you do have that domain knowledge and um, it wasn't super clear, but embedded in each one of these uh, questions, like the software engineering questions, the designer questions, the strategy questions, all of them revolve around case interview questions. And I'm sure many of you guys have had exposure to case interviews thanks to uh, consulting firms like McKinsey, Bain, and BCG. But if you haven't, you know that case interview questions are basically about hypothetical scenarios. And so an example of a case interview question in the product management interview could be, um, how would you design a better smoke detector? That's called a product design question. Or they might ask you, um, let's say you're the product manager for the Facebook newsfeed, and let's say uh, daily active users have gone down 5% week over week. How do you diagnose it and how would you fix it? And that's an example of a metrics question or Facebook calls it an execution interview question. And so 
Um, that's what you should expect with the product manager interview process is that uh, the cream of the crop, um, we're talking about the Google, the Facebooks, you know, the Amazons, you know, they do ask these case interview questions and they're so different from the traditional interview question like what's your biggest weakness or so different from behavioral interview questions like tell me a time when you disagree with a coworker. Um, it's, it's not a trivial amount of preparation when it comes to case interviews. Thank you for sharing that and unpacking that. And I think the, the two points I would make is number one, you probably still have to do a little bit of prep for all those behavioral questions anyway, cause you, you still may get asked them. And so that is just another thing that is on your, your to-do list. So there's that element of it. But the other thing that what strikes me about the interview process is that to your point, I think there are always going to be nuances in how, you know, as you probably know, how Facebook will do an interview, how Google will do an interview, how Microsoft will do an interview. But I think what they're teasing out and what they're trying to understand is, do you have the mindset of a product manager? Um, because a lot of what you mentioned in some of those questions, um, I mean, yes, there, there are technical answers for how you should go about answering them. But I think in some respects, very similar to what you get in the you know, management consulting interview you know, process and learning the casing process. Um, it's, it's, the answers are important in what you say, but what's really important is really truly fundamentally understanding the mindset of a consultant, or in this case, the mindset of a product manager and being able to exhibit that regardless of whatever question that they, they throw your way. Would you, would you say that, is, is, that resonates or what is your kind of take on Absolutely, that? and I like how you use the word mindset because when I think about mindset, of a product manager, mindset of a consultant, you know, taking that one step further, it's like basically like, can you do the job of a, of a product manager? And so um, if these questions are intimidating, they are because they're tough, um, but these are the same exact questions that the product managers have to resolve on a day-to-day -day basis in their role. Just imagine if you were to uh, go to Jeff Bezos in your weekly you know, business reporting meeting every Wednesday and you present to Jeff and say, hey, you know, here, here's how our business is doing. Daily active users are down 5%. What do you think the next question is going to be? It's like, so Lewis, like, why is it down 5%? I can't just shrug my shoulders. I don't know. <laughs> That's not going to be a very winning response. I think at that point, Jeff might just fire me and fire my boss too as, as well. And so, um, you know, if, if you can't deal with the ambiguity, if you can't deal with the range of problem solving, um, you know, it's not gonna bode well for you on the job. And so if you don't have that uh, appropriate mindset, um, you know, that, that's what we're really, they're, they're trying to look out for. I think that's a great point. And just a follow-up question to that, because I think that it is a mindset, but one often element of this, particularly with tech companies that comes up is your background in of that. Uh, do you have a, you know, technical background of some sort. And I'm just curious from your perspective, from either candidates you work with, hiring managers you talk to with respect to MBAs, uh, how important it is to have that technical background if you are looking at a MBA, you know, PM internship or trying to get into an MBA full-time opportunity? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, the, the honest answer is, um, you know, uh, it makes an impact, right? It's, it may not be a conscious impact, but it definitely would be a you know subconscious impact because you know the the human brain, the hiring manager, they're going to think to themselves, um, "I'm hiring a candidate to go into the technology industry, 
or I'm hiring a candidate to work on some really gnarly technical cloud service for AWS, the, you know, a better candidate to handle this role would probably be some person with some prior technology experience. And so, um, you know, I, I have to admit, folks who have prior software engineering experience or engineering manager experience, you know, definitely will get that subconscious edge. Folks who have a computer science degree, same edge. Even those who have some sort of related degree, let's say uh, electrical engineering or any sort of engineering discipline, um, you know, will have that edge. That being said, um, for those of you who don't have a technical degree, the good news is um, there are many companies that are very open uh, to PM candidates who don't have your traditional X software engineer, X um, CS major type pedigrees. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is, is Amazon. Um, not only are they hiring like gangbusters, I just read an article that said they're hiring another 100,000 employees thanks to how well they're doing in this current COVID pandemic. Um, but for their product managers, you know, they don't require that their uh, PM candidates have a CS background or have uh, you know, formal experience as a software engineer. And part of the reason they can't mandate it is because their founder uh, himself, uh, Jeff Bezos, like he's not an engineer, he's a business person. Before he founded Amazon, he was working on Wall Street as a banker. And so he can't mandate that his candidates um, have that kind of background when he himself doesn't. Um, aside from uh, Amazon, um, many of these companies that are amongst the most coveted, whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or Uber or Lyft, um, they've becoming increasingly over the last five years more open to candidates who don't have technical background. Um, some of these companies that I just mentioned, like Uber and Lyft, they used to have a technical interview portion uh, to their interview, but they've eliminated it in the last five years. And the reason they've eliminated it is because they just found out by in, like insisting on a technical interview or insisting on a technical background, they basically eliminated so many candidates that there was nobody left to hire. Um, and it kind of makes sense. They're in the, in the gauntlet of trying to become a PM candidate for an Uber, a Lyft, a Facebook, there's so many things, other things that they care about that's not technical related, like uh, your product sense or your product design skills, like your strategic thinking, like your ability uh, to deal with analytics and metrics and numbers that you know, for them, uh, requiring a technical background um, has really fallen off of that priority list. I think that's great insight. And I also think that's also why it's important if you are interviewing for product management roles to really, really understand the scope of the, what you highlighted in terms of the competencies of the mindset that they're looking for and figuring out, you know, where, where you can really demonstrate all of those. And, and not full, you know, if you are someone without a tech background, you know, fully acknowledging that and owning that, but knowing that there are probably other aspects of, of that mindset where you can skill up in or that you can demonstrate. And I think to your point, there are many things that it takes to be a product manager. And, you know, if you're um, someone who's managing one of these incoming MBA PMs, it's, it's kind of on you to kind of figure out how you plug that person into your team and, and figuring out where their skill set um, uh, will shine best and, and complementing that with everyone else on the team. And, and in this case, it sounds like what, you know, Uber and Lyft and some of these other places were finding was that they were able to figure out other ways 
to really make sure they had that technical acumen, um, even if it wasn't from that incoming role where they felt like they needed to test for it. So there, there is ways to get around it. But to your point, I do absolutely think it helps if you do have that background and certainly just makes getting up to speed with things a little bit easier if you've you know, ever had to build a product before in, in some kind of capacity. Um, exactly. One thing that you started to hit on, and I'd love to maybe go a little bit further on, is there's probably some fundamental things that all companies will test for in an interview, but there might be some nuances company to company. Um, so could you share a little bit about, um, uh, because of the fact that PM does look a little bit different company to company, either just some examples of how it might differ or just some considerations that students should think about, knowing that you know they might apply to a bunch of tech companies and PM might look slightly different one from the other? Yeah, that's a great question. And just to clarify, Al, were you thinking more about the, the differences company to company from an interview process perspective? Or were you thinking about company differences from like a job, like a PM job perspective? Let's, let's think from a job perspective, because that will certainly roll into what they screen for in the interview. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, for those of you who are aspiring product managers, this is a, a well-known fact amongst um, PM veterans is that no, no single company defines uh, product management the same exact way. Um, one of my favorite visuals comes from a pretty legendary Silicon Valley uh, PM training firm called Pragmatic Marketing. And what they did was they pulled their students, product management professionals, and asked them, like, what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? And it's one heck of an eye chart. It's like 45, 50 different boxes of all of the responsibilities of a product manager. And anybody who looks at, at that chart is just thinking to themselves, like, no way. There's no way a single product manager could have these 50 responsibilities in a eight hour workday, let alone a 24 hour day. And, um, you know, as unreasonable as it may seem, it, it kind of makes sense because, you know, when I think about the product manager analogy, it reminds me of uh, movie producers uh, in the sense that product managers and producers are both responsible for the same thing, which is they're accountable for shipping, in one case, software, the other case, the movie. And both of those roles, they'll do whatever they need to do to get that thing shipped. And so if a producer is missing a writer, they'll pitch in, they'll help with the writing. If the director is having a bad day, the producer will step in and help out with the directing. Uh, potentially, they step in too if, let's say, the lead actor or the lead actress is uh, not feeling up to the task either. And so that's kind of the same kind of role that product managers play is they kind of play that kind of glue role because, you know, they're the ultimate team player. Uh, they'll do whatever it takes to make the team succeed, whether it's scoring, rebounding, defending, et cetera. Um, when I, you asked for some specific examples on how it could be different from company to company, um, you know, Amazon's a good example where we said, you know, because of Jeff Bezos' background, to me, the product managers there um, are more around the managing the business, analyzing the business. Uh, they don't get as deep into the uh, design of the, the product. And, you know, part of it is just their design culture. Like I do believe in A-B testing and things like that, but any of you who have looked at, uh, let's say like the Amazon Web Services suite, um, it's by far never gonna win any sort of UX awards whatsoever. And so, you know, by virtue of their culture, you know, their uh, PMs are a little bit more business focused and less design focused. Um, and it depends on the PM role, if you're kind of the general product manager type role at Amazon, 
you're unlikely to get into the engineering details, but there are some specific uh, technical roles at Amazon, including PM technical and TPM, which stands for technical program manager, where you could be into those technical weeds, especially in a product like AWS. Um, other companies that I think about, you know, some of the more consumer facing ones like a Facebook or Yelp, I expect the product managers there, unlike Amazon, to get more into the design details, especially with uh, front-end designs. And so uh, the, uh, the product managers there will probably use more of a design skill set. So they might do some wireframing, prototyping as precursors of maybe just explaining their concepts and ideas to uh, the designers on the team. And Facebook has plenty of designers. And so product managers shouldn't worry about doing design work there. Um, and there's might be some other companies where uh, it might be a little bit more engineering heavy. Um, and the two companies that come to mind are, are Google and Microsoft. Microsoft is probably a little bit uh, more extreme where their product manager equivalent is called program manager. Um, they spent a lot of their time coordinating with different engineering teams where um, not only are they doing more of that coordination project management type piece, but because they're working with so many engineers that a lot of these program managers, and it depends on team to team at Microsoft, but I feel like program managers um, at Microsoft play a, a bigger role in helping to shape technical trade-offs than I would see at some of the other companies. That's great. Thank you for breaking that down and giving some granular details of how product really can differ you know, amongst many of these tech companies that students are interested in and hopefully will be interning at this summer or going there for full time. And on that notion of this, I know you work with a lot of MBA students who are preparing for their interviews and whatnot. And so I'm curious, just from your perspective, what are some of the common mistakes that you see students make, you know, when they're going through kind of the internship, you know, interviewing and recruiting process? You know, what are the things that uh, uh, incoming students should, you know, kind of look out for and be mindful of that you've just seen, you know, from your own patterns of working with a lot of MBA students? Gosh, uh, there's so many to cover. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if I were to just think of like the, the one biggest one, and it's a little bit of a nuanced one, um, the, the biggest problem is this. Um, uh, you know, many candidates are familiar with case interviews thanks to consulting case interview practice. And so the number one mistake is erroneously thinking and thinking that, hey, um, you know, I've been part of the consulting club. I've been doing a lot of case interview prep with other McKinsey and Bain and BCG aspirants. And because I've spent my hours and done 30 mocks on consulting cases, I'm good to go with the case interviews at tech firms. And um, I can't tell you how many sob stories there are where MBA students just lost out on offers for coveted firms like Google and Facebook and Amazon because um, they erroneously thought that consultant case interview prep was going to get them out of the woods. Um, when I do my workshops um, at uh, various business schools, including your alma mater, uh, Al, uh, the, the participants come out of the room and think, wow. Like, I did not know this, but actually PM interview prep is harder than consulting case interview prep. Um, and there's a good reason for that. And that I'm not going to say that there's no transferable skills. There are. Um, you know, a lot of the good things that you learn in consulting case interview practice, uh, like clarifying questions and the goal, you know, using structure, 
Um, if you get into the habit of using one of McKinsey's favorite tools like an issue tree in your tech industry interview, all of those things will help. But there are just so many things that um, is very domain specific to the PM role that's not being covered by your typical uh, consulting case interview trainer. Things like they're not going to share with you a framework on how to improve um, like the Facebook news feed or how would you improve the Apple iPhone. So they're not talking about product design questions. They're not talking about metrics questions. They're definitely not going to tell you how to get ready for technical interview questions. And then even sometimes I see some candidates, they're being asked questions about go-to-market and marketing plans, and they try to force fit a generic consulting interview framework like the three C's. It's not going to work. Um, and so, you know, you know, taking the, the lazy way out of saying like, oh, yeah, you know, full of overconfidence of like, you know, I, I nailed my consulting interviews. And so the, the tech interviews are going to be the same thing. That's the wrong way to go. I think that's a great insight. And as someone who is a, I'd like to call myself a retired management consultant, I can speak to the fact that the, there are some similarities, but there very much are differences. And as a product marketer, uh, learning go to market was an entirely new muscle that I had to pick up on. Um, just even for my, I hope day. I didn't talk out of turn. I just told a former consultant that the product management interview is harder than a consulting interview. I hope no, you're not going to blame me for that. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. And, and listen, I, I did. I, I mean, they're all hard, right? But yes, I, I think, it, I think in many ways it, it, it can be, but what I, I, what I, I would say is that, you know, thinking about that notion of go to market, right? There are certainly elements from my consulting days that were very helpful to me in at least understanding a baseline, but there is probably a good portion of, of that entire motion that I just was, was net new and then I had to go out and learn just in order to be you know, effective in my job. And so, I, but I think that's one example to the point you were making of that there are some things that are transferable between consulting and product management in this case. But there's also some differences. And so the delta, if you, know, you are one of those people who's considering both, you'll have to do additional work because um, it isn't entirely applicable. And I do agree that you know, the three C's is not going to get you the right answer for, for you know, in this case, for something like go to market. Like it's got to be a lot, a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. So I, I totally, uh, you know, as someone who's, um, who hasn't done product management interviews, but someone who's done product marketing interviews, I can absolutely tell you that even something like go to market is it is different than just what you would get in a management consulting um, training. So, um, exactly. Lewis, this has been a great conversation. I guess one of my last questions for you: What advice do you have uh, for current uh, first-year MBA students who are interested in product management internships? What should they be thinking about, or what can they do to be successful? Al, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, absolutely. Like if your dream job is to be a PM at Google or Facebook, seize the day, you know, go for those roles. Um, and uh, you know me, uh, I'm, all, I'm all about interview prep. And so, you know, it doesn't really, after you get the interview, it doesn't really matter what your background is or where you went to school. Um, you know, it really comes down to your interview performance. And uh, you know, as long as you put that work in, you know, um, you know your interview is absolutely going to shine. But that being said, let's say if those job opportunities at Google, at Facebook don't work out, um, my number one piece of advice is just get the title right. It's okay to work at a smaller firm, even a startup, um, but as long as you've got product manager 
uh, on your summer internship, it'll open doors for full-time and really the rest of your career. Uh, the next thing that I wanted to mention is uh, you know, resume. Um, how do you even get the interviews if uh, people aren't giving you those opportunities? And it starts with the resume. And um, some of you in the audience, you guys might be former Deloitte consultants or former business analysts or data analysts or project managers. And if you belong in that cohort, um, you have an advantage. Uh, some of the things that you did in your previous careers um, might have been product manager in nature. Let's say you might have collected business requirements or you might have worked with engineering or you might have developed some wireframes and prototypes, uh, for instance. And clearly highlight those PM-like skills on your resume. But taking it one step further, maybe you worked at a firm where uh, perhaps you can have some flexibility with your title. Maybe you can approach your boss and say, hey, you know, here in business school, I'm so passionate about product management. Um, do you mind, uh, if, for my title, if I use product manager? And your boss might say, oh, yeah, sure, of course. Like, clearly, you've worn a lot of different hats. I'll back you up on that one. And so, clearly, I don't want you to lie, but if you have that latitude, fantastic. But let's say if your boss says no, um, then, okay, use your official title. But what you could do is you could say, hey, uh, data analyst in parentheses, similar to product manager, and that'll just close the gap between you and your ideal job even more. Uh, the last tip that I have for you is networking. And yes, you know, I'm a big fan of grabbing coffee with alums, um, but networking just to gain familiarity to me is not enough. Uh, let's say if I have coffee with one of you, you know, we might have a blast. And yes, because I'm now familiar with who you are, you'll get priority, let's say, if I see your email come through in my inbox. But what you really want to do is you want to have those alumni contacts not just be familiar with who you are, but actually champion your candidacy with their boss, with their peers. And nobody's going to do that and go out on a limb if they actually haven't seen your work, your value, the, the, the value that you bring um, firsthand. And so what I would do instead at these networking meetings is to do maybe something like this and say, hey, I'm super excited to meet you today. I'm really passionate about the Xbox and what you do at and the Xbox product management role. In fact, I was so excited that over the weekend, I came up with a couple of new product ideas, uh, captured them on the three-page PowerPoint presentation. Would you like to take a look? And uh, just out of sheer uh, curiosity, I don't think any alumni contact is going to say no, um, because partly because most folks don't have the initiative to do something like this. And um, who knows? Um, you know, once they've seen your work, now they've got almost like a piece of collateral where they can share with their boss and say, you know what, Lewis, he's never had um, product management background, but I actually saw his work firsthand, actually here it is. And I've got to admit, some of his work actually um, outperforms some of the product managers that we have here. We should absolutely give him a chance at interviewing, even though um, his uh, resume and his background is a little bit non-traditional. And so that's my favorite tip. That's what I would uh, do if I was going for a dream job that I absolutely craved. I know a lot of people hate this idea because now I've ruined their weekends and given them homework and they have to prepare this PowerPoint presentation. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just one of the best ways to not only be able to tell 
uh, folks that you can do the job, but actually show uh, you can do it. Hey, and for sharing all your thoughts on product management, I'm curious if um, our listeners want to engage with you or learn more from you, where can they find you or where should they go? Yeah, you know, the best place to go um, is my, my website. You can go to lewis-lynn.com and you'll find um, not only my contact information, but you'll find a bunch of uh, product management resources and uh, some of the courses and books that I sell as well. Great. Well, Lewis, thank you so much for, for joining me and uh, look forward to um, having you back on sometime to talk even more about product management, but appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much, Al. Had a blast.